Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, welcome to Istanbul. <laughs> the sound of Istanbul is. Gezi, uh, Gezi Park gave us a hope uh, and I wanted to make something to add this uh, protest. So uh, we try to uh, understand what can we make with sounds or songs to be a part of this protest. Then we started after the Gezi, <laughs> Gezi Park, Gezi protests, yeah. I can't be on the record saying anything. What's that sound? Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The proposition sounds intriguing. The proposition sounds very attractive. I tell you, it's a thoroughly sound proposition. Seems a sound proposition, what brought you here? Okay, I'm Sadan Kekçioğlu, uh, scriptwriter and director of the uh, Memorial Project. Uh, actually, I'm not a filmmaker because it's my first uh, feature-length film. Uh, my profession is I'm a film critic. Uh, I write on films, especially on short films. But also I'm obsessed with the electronic music, electronic sounds. So after uh, years as a critic, uh, I wanted to make movies about uh, music and sounds. So then came my first short movie. Uh, about the composer, uh, he lives in New York, uh, Erdem Hervacioğlu, he's an electroacoustic composer. Uh, when he was living in Istanbul, he was recording, he was collecting sounds from the Istanbul streets. And then uh, I followed him with my camera for my short movie. Then uh, I finished my short film, uh, Listening Through Istanbul. It's uh, it's like a um, documentary with sounds. Uh, I think it's the first documentary uh, looking to sounds of Istanbul. My first uh, film, the short film, Listening Through Istanbul, also uh, burned from the Gezi protest because uh, my subject, Erdem Hervacioğlu, was collecting sounds in the protests. I first uh, saw him on the streets in Gezi times. Uh, he was collecting the sounds of the protests. So, uh, then he told me, uh, now I'm collecting them, but 
uh, I was doing this before Gezi, you know, I'm uh, always collecting sounds of streets and uh, they give me um, impression for my compositions, you know, uh, I use them in my compositions, so then uh, I decided to make a documentary about him, you know, a man on the streets, collecting the sounds of the streets and uh, it clicked me and I found it very interesting, mm, very hopeful, very creative. So <laughs> you can find uh, Gezi was uh, uh, very hopeful for us. So after my short film, uh, I uh, felt like I have I, I can make a future-length movie. So uh, I was reading about Inha Mimarolu. I was uh, listening to his music and I thought that uh, why doesn't anybody make a movie about him? And then I met with Gingor Mimarolu. Uh, I asked this question to her. Uh, why does anybody make a movie, make a documentary about Ilham Mimarolu? And she told me, uh, I think you have to do it <laughs> because, uh, you know, uh, He's not living anymore, uh, and I'm not young, <laughs> so young. So you have to be hurry if you want to make anything about Ilham Mimarolu. Uh, then I uh, decided to make it. I want to show all the world uh, this music, his writings, his music. Uh, his photography, also he, he was also a photographer uh, beyond to music. So yeah, we started. Now I shall be uh, putting myself in the picture. He was a mysterious guy. Ben Amerika'ya gidiyorum dedi. Evlenip de gidelim dedi. Ve yıldırım düşmüş gibi oldu kafama. Big sad eyes that still were smiling. But I liked him because he was a radical. He was a troublemaker. Onun politik bir sürece girmesi beni izlerken oldu. And his tastes in music were out there. Nobody knew where this music belonged. It had no category. Elektronik müzik bestecisi derler. 
Caz prodüktörü derler. Başka ne derler? Makinalaşmak istiyorum. İlham Mimaroğlu ben. I think for me İlham Mimaroğlu was an avant-garde. Uh, he, he wasn't uh, only obsessed with the electronic sounds. So he changed in years. You know, uh, he worked with electronic sounds and then he worked with jazz musicians, but always he added his avant-garde sense or feel feelings into their albums, which he made uh, or produced. So uh, Ilham Mimaron is not only an uh, electronic music pioneer, he was just an avant-garde, an old-school avant-garde, but uh, a real avant-garde for me. tried my journey uh, into the old days of electronic music so I stumbled upon a guy who's from Turkey and became the part of electronic music and Ilan Mimaroğlu uh, was a interesting figure for me you know he wasn't uh, he was from Turkey uh, he was an avant-garde uh, so I started to read of his books read everything about him uh, I tried to understand him also his music because his music isn't easy for me because I was uh, not interested in jazz music but the uh, information about him was very limited in the 90s for me so uh, after the internet age I uh, tried to find all his music listen to them and uh, yeah I um, start to think about what can I do for him right an article, write a book, or uh, shoot something. 
uh, and after uh, yeah after meeting with Ingor Mimarolu uh, I understood that I'm the <laughs> one who will make a first documentary about him because he's still uh, an enigma for Turkey for Turkish musicians for Turkish cultural life it's not easy but uh, I love the challenge of this work <laughs> so do you have two audiences in mind like an international audience and a Turkish audience oh or? it's a good question it's a, it, it's the question we always talk about my producers one is in Turkey uh, Dilek Aydın and one is uh, in States Esin uh, Uslu you know actually uh, there isn't two audiences in my mind uh, Turkish local audience and uh, world audience because I'm trying to catch the uh, feeling of his music with my uh, movie I had classical documentaries you know the television style documentaries like talking cats old footage talking cats old footage uh, so uh, I'm trying to tell the story of this couple you know uh, I, there's three chapters there will be a three chapters in the movie the first one is uh, couple comes from middle of nowhere start a new life in states and they uh, became a part of this revolution both revolution on the streets and in the studios it's the first chapter the se second chapter is all about Ilham Mimarolu uh, we are trying to understand him with the talkings of the musicians and in the third chapter uh, it's about now and it's about um, Today's Gingor Mimarolo, the woman uh, who returned his family house after 50 years. Um, his, her memories and his thoughts about both New York and Istanbul, the old days and the new days. I met with her I changed my project because uh, you know they lived together more than 50 years in New York and they affected each other so uh, he was a musician but also Gingor Mimarolu was an another story another strong story for me you know she was an um, very political person she was an activist and with his political thoughts and beliefs she affected Ilham Bimarolu uh, personality and his music so I thought that uh, I I must tell this story with both sides you know with his music and with her life on the streets so 
then our project turned to the story of a couple. You know, she was always on the streets in the 70s, in, the, in these political uh, times. He took lessons in the Columbia University, then uh, started to work in the Columbia Princeton Electronic Music Stand Center. So in the 60s, he was in the studios. You know, uh, they were working with the new sounds, uh, with electronic sounds. So in the beginning, he was a, uh, of course, he was a, a big admirer of uh, jazz music, a big lover of jazz music. But in the beginning, he was an electronic music composer. But after the uh, Atlantic Records years, uh, he started to make jazz albums with Freddie Hubbard, and he was the producer of uh, jazz musicians like Charles Mingus. And then came the, his um, political jazz albums, but they were his uh, own albums were, uh, you know, a mix of um, electronic sounds and jazz music. I don't know uh, if we can uh, accept him as a um, part of Turkish experimental music scene. You know, in the uh, 50s or 70s, uh, we can't say that there was an electronic music scene in Turkey because there wasn't any electronic music studio here. Uh, Bülent Arel, you know, uh, also he was from Turkey, I worked in uh, Columbia Princeton uh, Electronic Music Center. Bülent uh, Erhard tried to uh, 
open an electronic music studio in Turkey, in Ankara, in Ottu, but he failed. So uh, I think the Turkish electronic music scene has started maybe in 80s or 90s. Uh, in, in Turkey, he was uh, popular with his uh, music history books, you know. Uh, he started to write music books in the uh, 50s, you know, with uh, history of jazz and then uh, general music history. And also he wrote the first uh, electronic music history in Turkish. So. Uh, he, he was like a uh, popular music writer in Turkey, also journals, because he uh, wrote articles for uh, Cumhuriyet uh, newspaper in Turkey. Uh, and a lot of people discovered his music after internet age, uh, because um, it was very hard find his albums, his musics in Turkey. You know, uh, records were... Um, we, we couldn't reach any re records of uh, his music. But after uh, Internet Age, we uh, found his CD copies. Then uh, we discovered the musician Ilham Mimarolu, uh, maybe after 90s maybe uh, at the end of the 90s, I think. In the 90s, I was living in Izmir, not in Istanbul, uh, in a mm, uh, small city than Istanbul, and I was a student of film school. So uh, I was obsessed with uh, electronic music of the 90s, like uh, IDM, intelligent dance music, ambient, ambient techno. Warp Records my, was my favorite you know, record label. So everything I did in the school was uh, trying to visualize these musics, you know. Do you see his influence in the? Contemporary scenes here since his sort of rediscovery in the internet age. Do you think he has had an effect on the way that people think about Turkish music or electronic music? Actually, this question is very important, and we are uh, 
trying to uh, find the answers of this question with our movie, with our documentary, because uh, there, there, isn't, there aren't any articles about this topic, so we are asking uh, this question, your question, to uh, local musicians, the, the new generation electronic music and experimental music artists, and uh, with the musicians like, for example, uh, Batur Sönmez, uh, we understood that, we understand that uh, his music affected the new generations. Uh, which, you know, uh, not with, with only with his music, with his ideas, with his uh, discipline, uh, with his avant-garde look. Always um, trying to find new things in music, new sounds. So I think the answer will be in our <laughs> documentary. <laughs>